and welcome back to Hartman Group's Insatiable Appetite, our podcast on food and food culture. Um, my name is Robertson Allen. I'm a senior consultant at the Hartman Group, and today I'm joined by fellow senior consultant Elizabeth Aparicio. Great to join you today, Rob. Elizabeth, uh, today we're tackling the topic of Super Bowl ads, and we're reflecting on the ads that we saw this past weekend. <laughs> Yeah, I love the pun, Rob. Yes, our uh, colleagues, Abby and Alyssa, discussed Super Bowl's ads last year and why food and beverage ads in particular are so popular at this uh, big game, um, including the food rituals around the event. And most people's viewing experience is obviously a bit different this year. And the context for some of the themes uh, that that we see all the time, some of the context there has shifted a bit. But the role of food and beverage in Super Bowl ads clearly hasn't diminished, and nor has a huge price tag. So we wanted to connect today to talk about what stayed the same and what changed in 2021. Yeah, and that that price tag is important to note. Um, As we think about the big beverage brands that were absent this year, especially uh, brands like um, Budweiser and Coca-Cola, you know, Budweiser put down $5.5 million that they would have spent into a social justice slash uh, public health campaign. And they're using the funds instead to, um, in their own words, to raise awareness of the COVID-19 vaccines. Um, that said, there are other brands like uh, AB InBev brands, including brands like Bud Light Seltzer, Lemonade. Those are well represented at the Super Bowl. And you know that in itself may mark something significant in terms of consumer trends in alcoholic drinks too. Um, But anyways, whether it's due to more space with big brands opting out of ads at the Super Bowl or perhaps due to their own recent success, um, we did see a lot of smaller brands and some newer food brands make the Super Bowl debut this year uh, to the commercials. Uh, Brands like Oatly and DoorDash. Uh, I guess DoorDash isn't really that new anymore, um, but that really depends on one's time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, but even though the the brands represented have shifted a bit, we still saw a lot of the same, um, a, a lot of the big brands, um, especially beverages like snacks, um, beverages and snacks, um, like you mentioned Bud Light. And then, of course, Doritos um, had that ad with uh, Matthew McConaughey. And, and they made a big pa- big impact as always. And along with that continuity of some of the some of the big kind of well-known brands holding steady, a lot of that continuity also um, was present in a lot of the themes that we saw uh, and that we see every year. Like what uh, Alyssa mm-hmm. and Abby discussed last year in terms of things like patriotic ploys or humorous, funny ads obviously still have a place. Um, and even nostalgia, which we saw a little bit last year, but really seems to have scaled up this year. Yeah, and and those emotional pulls uh, with things like nostalgia and things that are more explicitly themed, like uh, along things of things like coming together, um, those are things that struck me the most uh, in this year's ads. And of course, like you mentioned, that that was common, uh, but it was more visible this year. And that's related to all these shifts that we've been experiencing over the past year. Um, but I think it's notable that even though most of the ads didn't reference the pandemic explicitly, um, it felt like there was some effort there to make things seem like you know they were more normal now, even though they're not really yet. 
Yes. Yeah. And when we definitely saw that across categories, but for food, it seems especially significant as food is such a, an important way that consumers create a shared experience. Um, and really this is like because of, and despite everything going on, it's like, it just feels like food is more important than ever. So here at Hartman, we've been noticing that uh, consumers have a rising interest in, you know, all sorts of foods and beverages from those familiar fa favorites that really bring comfort and peace uh, to new new products that meet um, emerging health and wellness goals, or even the, the general role of snacking, which of course Super Bowl is so associated with snack foods, uh, and the increased role of snacking to meet both physical and mental needs and be a point of distraction even right now. Right, yeah, and uh, I guess if you've listened to previous podcasts, we've talked about our most recent syndicated report on snacking that really went into depth in those themes, um, and the ads this year reflected those themes too, we think. Yeah, uh, so what ads come to mind specifically, you think, for that for that theme? Yeah, um, well, in, in terms of like nostalgia especially, one thing I noticed was that there were a lot of 90s-themed nostalgia 90s were well represented in both food and non-food ads. Mm -hmm. you know, things like Beavis and Butthead for Paramount movies. Yeah. Uh, they had um, Edgar, not Edward, but Edgar <laughs> Scissorhands and Winona Ryder's ca character um, from, from that movie advertising for Cadillac. Um, and in terms of food, there's Uber Eats uh, had a really good Wayne's World tie-in. Um, and just as a side note, I really liked... Uh, say yeah I've, I've really liked all those recent uber eats ads with you know, folks like patrick stewart and mark hamill simone biles and jonathan van ness um and you know i like to think of myself a pretty harsh commercial critic but they're, they're <laughs> just so silly right um but you know back to the super bowl uh, there's the cheetos ad uh that went to the early 2000s not quite 1990s with their shaggy reference and uh, they also included the celebrity cult couple uh, Mila Kunis and Ash Ashton Kutcher uh, going after the millennial market uh, with more, you know, kind of millennial favorites appeal there. Yes. Uh, what about you, Elizabeth? Yes, yes. That's such an iconic song. And it's it's really hard to believe that it's 20 years old. Um, speaking as a millennial myself. Uh, well, I uh, I normally love the funny ones, um, but as you mentioned earlier, it's really those explicit emotional plays that got to me this year. And Super Bowl advertisement, of course, is known for having that that collective tone that you mentioned. Um, despite the audience being on two sides, uh, the ads um, and the and the snacks always kind of bring people together. But ads really leaned into that this year, and so I'm thinking of things like the M and M's ad where where they positioned a bag of M&Ms as a, 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 a sort of a solve for a kind of smoothing over a few social errors. Or AB Invest company ad, um, that was all about grabbing a beer to like bring people together. And I think, I think these ads really highlight what's really always a key idea of studying food culture. And it's so integral to, to what we do. Um, Personally, as, as you and I are, are anthropologists, but also as uh, Hartman Group's sort of collective approach to industry. And, and that's to say that when you're looking at food, it's, it's not really about the beer, as, NB, as um, AB InBev says, or, or to paraphrase, uh, paraphrase rather, um, MFK Fisher, you really can't write about food or think about food without thinking about or writing about love, security, and the hunger for all of it.
And so that perspective, I think, is really important that more than ever. And so I'm, I mentioned earlier that that in a way, food feels more integral to consumers' lives than ever. And and I think this speaks to that as consumers are are really looking for that connection um, through food uh, with themselves, with others, um, and even a way, um, even in a way, with their products. And and we're seeing some smart brands really really tapping into that knowing the role of a food generally and their brand or product specifically uh, in the lives of consumers. Right. Yeah. You know, like food, food really does represent so many more things than just food. Right. And mm-hmm. I guess we all know that, but you know, this really reminds me of um, maybe some other themes that um, in my opinion, might have flown a little bit more under the radar um, in the Super Bowl ads, especially um, specifically themes of um, sustainability and diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just looked up on the diversity front, the Association of National Advertisers Alliance for Inclusive and Multicultural Marketing. Um, they found that only 45% of this year's Super Bowl ads had what they say casts that represented diverse and inclusive audiences. Um that's kind of on par with previous Super Bowls, but we would have expected after events of this year to maybe have a little bit more diverse representation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of sustainability issues, um, we had one notable commercial from Chipotle um, that explicitly referenced the theme of sustainability. And then uh, there's another from Hellman's that's mm-hmm. kind of addressed household food waste and um, how mayonnaise can help make leftovers more appealing to eat. Um, but that's about all I notice in in terms of those themes. Yes, yeah, and that that Hellman's one um, was another one that stood out to me too. With the the funny and food waste, um, they really uh, kind of had a, a foot in both sides there. Right. Um, and those are two themes that are that are important that we see as um, those two themes specifically thinking about diversity and sustainability. Those are important ones that we see as being of continued relevance to consumers of all stripes in years to come, especially as the COVID threat, uh, COVID threat um, recedes. Right. Um, well, I think that's that's a good place to end it there, Elizabeth. Um, for about all the time we have today. Um, but uh, just to keep in mind, we'll be talking more um, in the next on upcoming weeks, more about food and football and celebrity appeal soon. So um, please stay tuned for more on that and you know, other relevant topics. Uh, thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you, Rob.